Welcome to the Issues of Life podcast with Dr. David Shamenda. Hello, this is David Shamenda again, coming with part two, Spirit of Offense. Uh, oh, but uh, it's on the Issues of Life with Dr. David Shamenda. Today, I want to look on something that is very serious. What are the dangers of the spirit of offense? The dangers of offense are great, for they can cause division, bitterness, and even destruction within the body of Christ. Not only in the body of Christ, they cause division in marriage. They cause division in companies. They cause division in churches. They cause division among family members. They cause division among friends. Being offended is a trap the enemy sets to ensnare us and hinder our spiritual growth and progress. The spirit of offense, it can come in many forms, a hateful word. There are people who can offend you, though not even have time to apologize. No matter, some time ago, someone said something bad to me, and he knew he had said something bad, and he couldn't even sit down. I even said, what about if we just pray? He says, no, right now I'm not about to pray. And uh, when I got off the phone, I prayed. I knew the, that friend of mine was blinded, you know, with the spirit of bitterness because whatever he was saying, it was very accusatory. But he couldn't get into the level where he could come himself, you know, to say something. But because he was offended and he couldn't come down, you know, offense always wants to make you to be on top of everything. And you never realize. I still love that friend of mine so dearly. But up to now, I haven't heard him. Even he knows my address. He knows my phone number. He knows my WhatsApp. He knows every number. But up to now, he has not said, you know, I'm sorry, or let's pray, or try to find a means to get to me, to try to let me know that what happened was wrong because it was just an accusatory. And when I proved to him, he still went on. That's, you know, the spirit of offense gives us a mind that we are better and higher than everybody else. And we don't care about what you think about me. I'm all the only one who can tell you. And if they cannot receive the spirit of offense, will not receive the truth. So that's why I say the dangers of the spirit of offense, of offense it can come in many forms. Hateful word, a perceived slide or disagreement, or if we allow it, to take root in our hearts, it can lead to negative emotions and behavior. And most of the people, <clears throat> they have a lot of, you know, emotions and behaviors where they are very sad, angry, and they don't even understand what is happening. They are so bitter in their hearts. Why? Because of the spirit of offense. Now, one of the questions that you needed to ask yourself on the dangers of the spirit of offense, ask yourself questions like, do I have a hard time forgiving even the most minor slight from others? You know, if you can't forgive, 
that means it's a spirit of offense. Because when you're holding on to something that is not right, it's a spirit of offense. In my book on essential faith, from page 131 there, I write a, a long series of teaching on the spirit of offense. Then the other thing that uh, you need to ask yourself, and it's in my book on essential faith, uh, 131, page there, 131. I ask people, do I tend to hold on to grudges, on grudges, resentment, and bitterness? If you have grudges and resentment, you resent people, and you begin to make sure that whosoever you are nearby, you speak something that is not right, it's because you have the spirit of offense, and you're looking for yourself, you know, to... Uh, magnify yourself, your narration, the way how you narrate things to others. You may be very convincing, but you're not convincing God. You're convincing yourself, and at the end, you know, it will catch up with you. Do I tend to have a rigid expectation and be unable to bend or be flexible in a relationship? Relationship is a very important thing, but one of the things that I've learned, no matter what a person says, forgive them. Love them, reach out to them, and pray for them. You know, the dangers of spirit of offense, sometimes we say, we do intend to be perfectionist and get upset if things are not exactly the way we think they should be. Don't get upset. Always look for an explanation and see why it happened like that. You may be the answer to help somebody. And then the other thing on the dangers of uh, uh, the spirit of offense, ask yourself, do you go on on all-out verbal assault on anyone who dares to question or criticize you, assassinating people's characters and acting like a prosecuting attorney in a criminal trial? And this is what the spirit of offense will do. You know, people, they'll go out of way and they'll do everything that they can do to destroy whosoever they want to destroy. Amen. One of the things that I always ask people when they come to my office and I'm counseling them and he says, look here, Dr. Shemenda, I have problem with the spirit of offense. Then I, the question that I ask these people is, do you have difficult in finding sin in your own life? Do you tend to assume you're a very good person with few sins in your own lives and have no trouble finding a lot of sin and wrongdoing in other people. That's what most of the people they'll do. They'll always dig up the trash in others, but they can't introspect and interview their lives to find out what is wrong. Then the other thing, do I tend to assume the worst possible motives of others? That's what the spirit of offense will do. Most of the people that have the spirit of offense, they have, you know, the last word in every argument. You say the word, I don't care what you're going to say, but I'm going to be the last one to say something here. And I understand what you're saying, but you know my word should be always the last one. You can tell me everything. I'll not. You may even try to explain how it is. They'll not listen to you. Then, one of the things in the spirit of offense is that: Do you think of yourself as morally superior to other people? 
every moment, every time when you think of yourself as morally superior to your peers, then that is total distraction because nobody else can tell you, not even if you heard Jesus or you heard any pastor, an angel from heaven can come. That's a spirit. Now, guess what? Who have that spirit? Is the devil. The devil always felt everything that he does is better than God. That's why he wanted to be worshipped and he wanted to take over, but God cast him. So now, where is the devil doing? What is the devil doing today? The devil is looking for his disciples, those people that he will contaminate and destroy and cause them to be completely finished and to be like him because the devil is recruiting. You know, as a pastor, I went door to door evangelizing, inviting people. When I was a president of a seminary, I went, I did everything that I could do to make sure that my dean got as many students as we could have at our university. So everything that you do, as a pastor, I encouraged, I taught discipleship, go speak to the people, bring the people. So also the devil, he is busy out there evangelizing wickedness so that you can have the spirit of offense. So you got to be very careful when you're walking in the spirit of offense. Now, I know of someone who said to me one time, he's also a friend of mine, he says, you know, I don't keep friends much longer. I had chills go through my spine. I said, but why? Because the friends are not easy to come by. When you find people, he even said, my wife knows I don't keep friends. And he said it with me. <laughs> you know, braggadociousness, you know, with that spirit of pride, you know, you know, David, I don't care about people myself. I'm alone. The devil is lonely there. He's lonely because he knows what he has done is wrong. And God is protecting his children. So when you find yourself failing to keep friends, failing to mingle with others, you must know there's something. Is either you're afraid that what you say is wrong or you know that you are too controlling and people, they don't listen to what you say. Then do, you, do I intend to burn many bridges in my relationship and cut people out of my life even if they apologize and try to change? Now, the spirit of offense, you know, someone who, who apologize, and what are you going to say? He says, but, you know, I forgive you, but I assume, understand, I wish this was not spoken like that. The word apology, that means you are confessing your fault to one another, and you're saying, I'm sorry about what I did. And in the heavens, once a thing is confessed or a crime or what, you know, Paul was one of those people when he was saw, he killed people. He persecuted the church of Jesus Christ. But when he repented, that's as now in our language, Paul's repented. He confessed. Now here we're saying 
confess, apologize. When a person apologizes, that means he's confessing and he's realizing he was wrong or he wants to maintain relationship. Don't refuse a person that have confessed. Work with them. Now, one of the things that you find, the Bible says, if your brother sins, rebuke him. Hear the brother would mean a fellow Christian, though it may refer either to the brother whose sinful conduct is causing another to stumble or to the little brother or sister who has stumbled back into sin. Now, here's something that I want you to understand. Very, very important. Am I much more concerned with voicing my opinion and telling people my thoughts than understanding what others think of their perspectives. The problem is that, you know, we care about everything, but we don't want to listen to perspectives of others because we think everyone, you know, is wrong. Let's not be little, you know, idols that get to the point whereby only things that I say is the best. Then the other thing, do I intend, do I tend to find negative things to say about my fellow brothers in the Lord, my boss, maybe even the church where you go, those who are in leadership, my pastor. There's some people that knows nothing or what they speak is evil of the church, the leaders, the deacons, the elders, whatever the group is called, my own husband kids, my wife, my children, you know, trash every member of your family. If, you know, the answer is that you enjoy to do that, I encourage you to cut it. Now, the spirit of offense is dangerous because sometimes people, they they think it's their responsibility. They are responsible to confront people on anything they say about which they disagree, no matter how minor the issue is. They think it's their responsibility. Some of the things you don't have to say anything, or what you have to do is to pray for them. Just bring, you know, take it to God. It's some, I'm, I don't like confrontation. I believe in praying for people. I believe confrontation of people, it takes a lot of evilness. And it, even when I speak to people, I come in a form of prayer form and make them realize. I love Solomon in the ways of the way how he counseled. You know, he would have, he knew who was the mother of the child, but he says, now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut this child and uh, give each one of you half and each one of you half. And you know what? The mother realizes, this is no, 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 no. I'm not going to lose my child for nothing. I'll find a way out. My child will know. And I believe in those days there was no DNA because there, in these days when there's DNA, they would have found out who the real mother is. But I believe, you know, then the mother came up and says, no. We can do that. I, I'm the mother. Let her have the child. And the other one says, no, let's just cut the child enough. Now, that shows us a signal that the one who was not the mother, he didn't care. If the child dies, we all lose. 
But the mother says, I don't want to have my child. I suffered and Solomon was able. Now, that's how it is good when you don't carry the spirit of offense. Does anyone around me owe me an answer for their thoughts, words, decision, and deeds? Is it my right to question them? That's the spirit of offense. Do I give the cold shoulders treatment to the people often? Am I quick to share gossip or about the terrible things other people have done to me? My family, my co-workers, my husband, my wife, my relatives, do you share evil things? Uh, do you enjoy the company? What you listen sometimes, it will produce the result out of you. Because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If you listen to tell-tellers, you are going to be telling stories. Gospers, you're going to be a gospers. Those people who are full of joy, they're praising God, you find yourself. So your company, bad companies, ruins good morals. Then we can as well say good company, you know, encourages good morals, right? The duty to rebuke is uh, attached to the responsibility to forgive. If he repents, do what? Forgive. If he sins against you seven times a day, seven times comes back, to you and say, I repent, forgive you. That means in that day, you have hundreds and hundreds of time. Now, most of the people, they will say, I'm just human. I'm not going to get into this business of forgiving anyone. I don't believe in this. You know, this is lies. The more personally, if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times it comes back to you and say, I repent, forgive you. Now, you multiply seven times this person has sinned against you. And seven times it comes by the end of the day. We're talking of in hundreds. The idea is that after the initial rebuke, your brother, uh, after the initial rebuke and you're granting forgiveness, the matter becomes highly personal. If he again sins and again sins and so on, his sin is increasing against you. Do I tend to verbally abuse others and disagree with me, insulting and cutting downwards? Do I let my emotions have free reign and let my anger have its own way when someone takes me off and did not restrain my words and if I feel slightly offended? Do I, genu do I genuinely wish harm to people who don't do what I disagree with them. I, I've heard of people who literally wish someone should be dead, someone should be killed, someone should be hit. Do I freak out if people even talk about their religion or politics or beliefs? I've seen people, Christians, literally almost exchange bros because they're talking about politics. And I believe that the most important thing as a child of God is to pray for a politician. Do I offend? Do I off, an offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified seat. Arguments separates friends like a get locked with bars. Now, here's something that I want to say that is very, very important. Uh, different people, they may interpret something. I'm reminded of a story in the Bible about John the Baptist. John the Baptist was arrested, and uh, 
as he was arrested there, I believe he was thinking Jesus would just run and rush to his aid. And he got over to Jesus. He asked the people, he says, look, I'm suffering here and probably anything bad can happen to me. And there is Jesus there. And he began to question. He says, go on and find out if this is the one whom our forefathers, they told us to wait, who they said is coming. Now, John of all the people, it's sad that he felt like that. Because number one, John, he's the one who baptized Jesus. And the dove, the Holy Spirit in the form of the dove, appeared to John. And it says, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Not only that, John, one time he says, I'm not even worthy to tie his sandals. So now, here's the point as I'm closing. John, when he sent those men to Jesus, Jesus said, go tell John what you see and hear. The blind eyes they see, the crippled they rise and walk, the dumb and deaf they hear, but blessed is he that is not offended because of me. John, I don't know whether he was offended, but why asking those questions when you have seen miracles? So, I want to encourage you. This is David Shemenda on the issues of life with Dr. David Shemenda. I want to listen to part three on what happens when we are walking with the spirit of offense. God bless you. And listen to part three. Thank you for listening to the Issues of Life podcast with Dr. David Shamenda. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new episodes are released.